leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Hey, security peeps. We are live with another edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity. I'm Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping awesome people hire great talent. We are all here after a very sad day in our nation yesterday. Um, so we will we will kick it off. We'll go around the horn, and then we will um, get into some resumes after that. So, Dan. Uh, Dan, first of all, thank you very much for inviting me here. Uh, Dan Schaefer, Peak Performance Strategies. I'm a business and sports psychologist. Uh, what I fundamentally do uh, for global CEOs right now to student athletes is to Sell them mistakes. I help them avoid really costly error, stuff that gets in their way, and give people strategies to separate themselves very quickly from their competition. JJ, the bearded ginger one. Go for it, JJ. Well, thank you for having me here. Okay, so most people know me as the big ginger honeypot. Um, I'm a so-called blue team guy but uh it's basically i'm just a sock analyst sock engineer been doing it for three or four years but six six years or so doing network communications so uh i i have got some technical experience um i'm currently uh working on a few projects at the moment hopefully getting a few more people on board so i've actually had the chance to review quite a lot of cvs um so hopefully um i can bring some value to this call good stuff naomi buckwalter who put this all this thing together. Yeah, thanks for being here, J4. Let's go. Uh, James set the challenge, 10 people hired in January. So that's why we're all here. Let's go. And James Azar. Happy Thursday. That's all I'm going to say right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's going to be a live morning. It so is. as we get started, um, you know, we wouldn't be, it would, it would, it would be remiss for us to not to discuss a little bit of what happened, especially from a, you know, from a security perspective, us being all security professionals and Dan, an adopted security professional, um, about what happened yesterday, you know, in, in the world. And there's so many things, there's so many components to this. And I'm really, really happy that Dan is here today. And I'm really, really happy that James is here today with their perspectives. Um, Dan in particular, you know, because of all of what we've been going through this whole year, uh, well, then we're now in 2021, uh, you know, so it's continuing on from all the different things that George Floyd, the protests, you know, and then culminating with what happened last night. Um, so, Dan, as we are all, you know, yesterday, I think we all were completely, you know, mouths dropped open and, and, and distracted and, you know, just, again, another another situation in our in our country during this time. How do how do we deal with this, Dan? 
I think everybody has to deal with it their own way. I think that what James said is correct. It's very sad time, uh, very upsetting. And uh, the question is, is, is how we go one day at a time. And uh, look, and once again, I go to 2026 with each one of my clients and we will look backwards. Uh, where do you want to be in 2026? And uh, what that looks like and feels like. And then we look backwards for anything you can possibly do to screw that up. And we help people do the very best they can to avoid making that happen. But uh, this is this is like watching a, uh, a series on TV. You watch one segment after the next. And, uh, you know, what we know and what we don't know is very interesting. But it's... Uh, Everybody has to just take care of themselves and make themselves as, as effective as they possibly can be and help other people to do the same thing. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Who wants to chime in? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's disheartening because we lost um, four people yesterday in those protests. Four people died yesterday. 50-some-odd were injured yesterday. Um, and something that it should have never been. The idea that people could break into the Congress and the Senate and that one American is pulling a gun on another American is a sight I never thought in my life that I would ever see. What I mean by that is I never thought I'd see a Secret Service agent having to hold... A, uh, a huge piece of furniture on the doors of the Senate rotunda with guns pulled out as people are trying to break into the other side. We're not a banana republic. Again, emotions are high. It's been a very difficult year. Some people may have had it one way or the other, but that this has no excuse whatsoever. And, and period, end of discussion. Um, four people lost their lives. And we became a laughing stock internationally. Our adversaries are laughing at us as we speak. If you guys haven't watched any Iranian TV or uh, Korean TV or Chinese TV or, or anything like that, if we are supposed to be a shining light of democracy, that is not how democracy goes. It's not something you fought for either, James. No, it's not. Not at all. And I didn't want to see a 14-year veteran of the Air Force get shot in the neck in the people's house, you know, and 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 die over that, um, you know, not at all, not at all what this country is about. We're about peaceful protest um, and civil discourse and open dialogue, and that's what this um, whole thing's about. And and if if we take one thing out of yesterday and we take it forward, is tolerance. Um, you don't have to agree with everyone to like them. Uh, you can still disagree and still love them. And just remember that at the end of the day, we're all we're all one group of people. And so and we're all one country and we have one goal, which is to succeed and prosper as a nation and 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 be free and and and, and exercise those liberties. Well said, James. Naomi. Yeah, we're more alike than we are different, guys. Like, let's let's help each other. That's why we're doing this resume week because we know there are other people. They're looking for jobs. I know some of you guys are hurting out there, and you're desperate. Like, you you will take anything. And I'm hearing from so many people right now. Just help me. Just help me. Just help me. And it breaks my heart 
I can't help every single person. I'm like, I only have 24 hours a day. I, I just can't. I'm sorry. But if we all help each other, if we all just give a little time to someone else, we can do this. We can do this. So let's be there for one another. It's not a platitude. It actually works. Like, we can do this. It does. It's been it working. Does. Well, we're stronger together than we are apart. The InfoSec community, I've said it before and I'll say it again, is the best community out there um, of people who want to help each other succeed, who want to be there for one another. Um, and, and, and we just have to do the same beyond the InfoSec community, within our own communities, within our own neighborhoods and within our own you know, cities and states. It's that simple. Yep. Ozzy says, I hope my DC peeps are safe. I'm outside of DC. I'm safe. Eric says, hello from DC. Eric, I hope everything was okay in your neighborhood. Ozzy says, uh, so true, Naomi. Eric, I'm here in DC on the south side of Capitol Hill. Fortunately, the chaos did not spill into the streets. So. Good. JJ, I know you're over in the UK. I had a three hour long conversation. Man, many of you don't know this, that I have a brother that's in the UK um, and he actually is in politics in the Green Party over there. And so we had a long conversation last night until like, I don't know, 2 a.m. or whatever, talking about this stuff. So JJ, you have anything? You want to add? I don't really follow politics that much. I'm, I'm just one of these kind of people that's like, I just say, well, let's just let humanity prevail. You know, we're all in this together. Um, again, people can have disagreements all the time, but it's again, it's just about having that piece of humanity. And as soon as you let that slip, that's when it all slips apart. So, you know, as people said, that you can disagree with each other, but you can you know, still respect each other. And especially in InfoSec, we all work towards a common goal. Um, and that's you know securing companies, securing assets, securing information. So why don't we just do it all, all together? Uh, and then we can have fun while doing it. I I love that, and I really really like Naomi's comment this morning. And I saw when you posted where 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 more what was it, Naomi? That you said? We're just more like they were different. Yeah, I'm trying to steal it from different. somewhere. <laughs> and we are just don't don't let it polarize. Don't let yourself get polarized. Yeah, yeah. It's very simple. All right, folks. Should we go? Happy resumes. Let's go. Yo, come on. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll try All to right. get to everyone. Is, wait a minute. Where did she go? Oh, Tehinder, are you there? We're doing Tehinder first, right? Yes, but um, she was. She didn't know she had a work call at the same time. So oh. we can skip her. We can go to someone else. Yeah, let's go to. I can't remember who was number two. Um, Wando? Uh, he was third. I think we wanted to go third? to David. Yeah. David next? Okay. I think so. Or Salma, one of those two. <laughs> Maybe it was David. I, yeah, I think it was David. David I think, was, yeah. Yeah, we wanted hey, to start with Eric today. <laughs> okay, awesome. So, David, tell us about yourself. I'm going to put you on the big screen. Tell us what you're looking for, and then we'll take it from there. Hey, so I am uh, finishing up my master's degree in cybersecurity, and I'm a project manager on a DOD contract, uh, manage infrastructure, three different networks, all unclassified. Thank God I don't want to deal with the secret squirrel stuff. Um, 
but uh, we touch a little bit of everything. Like I said, focus on infrastructure. I'm not into app dev or uh, app sec so much. Uh, but I am definitely interested in pursuing a more technical focus on InfoSec. I would like to get into security engineering or pen testing. Um, I've got my CEH cert. I had a whole lot of fun studying for that and going through the labs for it to prepare. Uh, so I, I really want to focus and find a niche within kind of infrastructure and uh, pen testing. Also, recently kind of picked up uh, lockpicking as a physical security skill. That's kind of fun. I've got a lockpick set and a bunch of practice locks that I got over Christmas time and stuff. And that's been been a fun way to spend some time. Cool. All right. So let's get your resume up here. So DOD, that explains the length of the resume or the CV. So um, DOD requires you to list your entire history. All right. So that, that explains yeah. it. But I do see some space. I don't know if like all this white space. I don't know if you can condense it a little more. But since it's already seven pages, maybe that's a moot point. <laughs> <laughs> so um, who wants to go first on this one? Sorry, I'm still scrolling. <laughs> Tell me when to stop. Wow. Oh, Western Governors. Okay. JJ, you want to go? You're a special guest. Yeah, special guest goes first. So, uh, yeah, so my first point would be it's, 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 it is, I understand why it's lengthy. Um, I can understand that. Um, but the trick with trying to get into InfoSec is try not to have any ambiguity with your resume or your CV. Try to make it focused towards the role that you want to go into. So try and translate quite a lot of your experience into some form of security, you know, without obviously telling a lie. There is a way that you can spin it off in security. Uh, so if you've done anything with networking, you could, you know, put you had a security mindset with that because you've done this and that. Uh, especially when it comes to network administration. Uh, so if you've done anything like VLANs and stuff like that, essentially that's security. That's a security function. It can be viewed as a, a security implementation. So try to really kind of focus it towards pen testing. Look at pen testing job descriptions, Look what they, see what they look for, and see if you can align your CV more particularly for that. Okay. James? Um, so it's a seven page CV and I get why it's long. Um, if, if you don't have a top, uh, like, look, I, I love the fact that your accomplishments are, are in your first page. Um, mm -hmm. But can you scroll, N Naomi, or who's scrolling on this one? Um, I think all the white space takes away from it because when you get a cv i think we all look at pages right like we all want to see how many pages it is when i see seven pages i'm probably going to x out so and that's just that's just my 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 honest my honest to god feedback so um if, you, if it's your first time on the show and it's your first time listening to it um you know i'll, I'll say it how i see it if you've been in one place and you've done several roles in one place instead of listing them 
kind of as different jobs which show a lot of job hunting like job jumping put it in one and you know maybe you know put company name and then put this role from this date to this date this role from this date to this date and this role and then highlight you know your accomplishments on several of those roles that'll condense it um a little bit more because i think so, if I, go ahead so um Part of the reason I have so many roles listed there is because I've been on this contract for seven, eight years, depending on how you measure time. Um, but the contract has been awarded to several different companies during that period of time. Um, so let's see, I worked with Microtech, Matova, SNVC, Tallgrass, and now uh, starting here in a week or so I'll be with a different company on the same contract. Um, but it's, it's been the same location, same organization that I'm supporting. I have progressed. I started at the bottom, worked my way to the top. I'm, you know, I run the contract now on the ground. Uh, but it's definitely been with different companies that are paying my check and, you know, slightly different roles as the contract scope has changed right. over the years. So how would you, how would you suggest I address that change in companies and make so, it not so lengthy and still clear, you know, what, what the changes are? So I would say this, um, in DOD world, if, if you're looking for, a DOD job, right? The understanding is for a lot of people that we know that companies change, like the company that has the contract changes typically, you know, every so often. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of times they leave the FTEs, you know, people like you that are, that are in there to do, to keep doing the work. So instead of listing all the different companies that pay your paycheck, which isn't relevant, you can put the role in the company you're supporting, meaning the department within DOD that you're supporting. And you can be like, you know, in the course of my time, I've, you know, interacted with, you know, Matova and all these different companies that have been part of this project. Um, that would be a kind of, that would probably take it from seven pages to probably four. Um, and, and that would make it a little bit more understandable for a basic, you know, for, for I think for a lot of HR people. And especially okay. hiring managers and, and specifically in the private sector. Because if you're applying for private sector jobs, they're going to look at this and be like, I don't understand any of it. And they're not going to call you. Um, they're just going to dismiss it and go to something that's easier. So, you, I mean, you, you've been doing the same thing for seven, eight years and you pretty much now lead it. So, you know, highlight that, you know. Okay. Um, ditto to what everybody else said, a private sector, it has to be two pages. Um, you know, so we all understand why it's seven because it's the public sector, you know, ditto to James's point, um, private sector to max and, um, getting put in, because you've been in one job or one, on one contract for so long, you know, it really is it, it, taking this and just taking that pages two through seven and turning all of that into one page. Like that, 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 that's, that's your experience. So um, 
Yeah, you definitely for the private for private sector side, if it's public sector, I get it. But private sector definitely has to um, definitely has to be condensed. Um, And some of the I mean, you could put page breaks like if you even even from a public sector perspective, um, you know, we don't need your name at the top of the, you know, where it says Andrew David Worley, like at the top of every page, you can kind of, you know, either make that really tiny in the corner. Like if you want to make it page one, page two in the, in the um, header and footer, I don't know if that, it looks like it is a header, but you can make that smaller. You can make your margins one inches, one inch. You can put page breaks in between each, like, like a little, um, yesterday I saw somebody or a couple of times you have like little section bars instead of having like i see that your every page is like almost like instead of instead of having sections you have like a, a whole new page so the bottom of this page in particular so you know from your last bullet on this page all the way to the next page that you could have like a little just a bullet like a um a page break under there and that in and of itself to james's point would go down from seven pages probably to four or so and then from there, you know, it's purely just condensing the stuff because if it's the same job at the same place for all these years, um, it's probably just a lot of duplicative, you know, um, information that can all be be condensed. So that would be my um, my point. Couple Another way to condense this and just to reiterate what JJ said, I would remove any really help desk IT stuff, even though it's important, I would boil that down to maybe one bullet and then really highlight all the security tests that you've done within. So any active directory, any access controls, any uh, uh, script scripting for security, like that's the kind of stuff we want to see. And you want to highlight that first for each one of the roles. Okay. Sharon said, I was in the same situation with the same contract, different companies. I put all the company names on one line on my resume. Because from a, especially from a, from a, a private sector, we, we don't personally care that, oh, it was Matovin, it was this company, it was that company. It's like, okay, you were at the DOD, you were there as a contractor for seven years. It shows longevity, it shows stability, you know, it shows progression, it shows that you learn different things. We're good. It also showed that you got along with seven or eight different companies as the contract switch. And I think that's a huge asset for so many people that shows the fact that you're able to really work with people. You're not a, an IT guy or a security guy who's, you know, has, a, you know, what Dr. Dan may define as, you know, a social disorder of sorts. <laughs> you're able to adopt and, and adapt. And so that's, that's, that's critical for a lot of people. And so putting them all on one line and, and showing that you now lead a project where you started as just a simple FDE at the very beginning to now you're essentially the key guy is, I think that's the highlight. I think that's when you describe the role, you say, you know, been in this role for eight, nine years, been doing it. You know, the contract has transitioned between seven different organizations and I've remained on for all of them. Um, and my role is only expanded from year to year. And so, so that's, that's, that's the way to look at it. I just, I just wonder if you were to ask the people who you work for now, why they have you there. I wonder what they tell you. You know, I think the thing is, is that, um, and I'm about condensing this into a six second statement. This is why I'm here. 
Uh, also, a lot of people look for, at least in the companies I work with, uh, the, the growth potential. Is this guy going to be able to bring the people who work for him up to speed quickly or support them? So it's, it's a, a, you're mentoring stuff, but it's all built in. But what would they say about you? I mean, they were at a cocktail party and they say, guy, you know, we have David, this guy, David, wow. And this is, and what would they say about you? So it's, uh, it's all about trying to get, as I mentioned yesterday, shelf space in somebody's mind or, or why they need you. And if you're going to be talking to somebody else for an interview, what are they looking for? What's not happening in their company that they need to have happen right now that, uh, that you can help them with it. And I don't know how to put all of that into what's here, but, uh, but it, you know, I, I just think it's how you communicate that both here and in the actual interviews with people. That's my question always is, um, I spoke to a guy this morning um, about interviews and I said, I said, what are you going to say to them when you talk to them? What questions do you expect them to ask you? What questions are you gonna ask them and I found it's a lot easier to close somebody on business in 2020 than it is. It's a lot easier to close them in 26, 2026 rather than 2020. But there's a lot of stuff that you are not going to allow to have happen. Uh, on my website, I have stuff about selling mistakes. What kind of things don't you let somebody do if they're working for you? That's just my, my take on this. But uh, I'm, I'm done. A <laughs> <laughs> couple comments here. Um, and definitely let us know if you have any questions, David. Uh, but uh, there's some good comments here that I think could, could be helpful for, you know, another person that is looking. So um, Edwin says here, he hasn't used a resume in years. How about reducing it to one page in a digital format only and then hyperlink to more details on a website or Google Drive? Would this push it to the top of the pile? So I, I you know, I'm a huge fan of, and I think Naomi and I talked about this either a day or today or yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago, we talked about having, um, digital, you know, everybody has a LinkedIn profile, you know, potentially having a, a resume online. So an online version, um, like one of those WordPress websites, and it could point to all of your projects and all the different work that you've been doing and your vlogs and blogs and all that good stuff. Um, so I'm a proponent of that. I don't necessarily, it doesn't need to be one page. Um, I think you could get I think having two pages where you can really showcase all of the different experiences that you have is good. It would be really tough to, and tight to try to squeeze it all in one page um, with this level of experience. Um, but I, I, I do like the idea of having like a link and Naomi called it three-dimensional three resumes, which are, I really like that term. Um, because yeah, you, you get off the screen and you get off the one page of just black and white and you move into some of these other, you know, they can, they can take a look at, people are going to do it anyway. A manager is looking at your resume immediately. They're just going straight to your LinkedIn profile. Um, I was talking to one of my, um, a mentee of mine who he will eventually come on a podcast and he's in marketing and, and, um, and, um, social media and, 
he just he, he said you know he, and he created like a, a, a almost like a presentation of his of his resume and he said you know everybody's looking at LinkedIn and it's true you know like immediately you just Google a person's name boom what are they doing what do you see on LinkedIn what do you see on YouTube what do you see like that's immediate so having that digital footprint is going to be very very important um, and then Edwin said. Do, do recruiters follow links? Recruiters may not necessarily do it heavily, but the hiring manager absolutely will. So if a recruiter sees like, oh, this person has the right keywords and it looks like it could be, it's, you know, it's looking like the right fit. And then, you know, we may click around. Ten, ten, a lot of the times we don't really have the time, but we may do it, but the manager definitely does it. Is that correct, James and um, Naomi and yeah. Jay? And JJ. Okay. Um, Ozzy says uh, hiring managers are, are more likely to do that. It's not likely they're recruiters. <laughs> Ozzy, you should be a recruiter. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So, any other questions? So, you know, as 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 you brought up uh, the the three dimensional resume and the the digital footprint. Is there any specific advice you can give as for, you know, how to how to uh, format or present yourself on LinkedIn in in, you know, in lieu of a resume that is seven pages long? How, how would you recommend I present on LinkedIn? That I think is a is an excellent question. Um and I think everyone should be focused, to be honest with you, as I've been as we've been doing this this week, the LinkedIn profile is probably at this point more important than the resume um, because that's immediately where everybody's going. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely having all of this information on there and having it in a concise way. I mean, the, the cool thing about LinkedIn is it has all of the little sections. So you can summarize and write a, pretty much write a story for each of the roles that you've been in or condense everything to what I think Ozzy was saying or somebody else that was so I'm making a point earlier and have like, okay, we worked at, I worked at the DOD for all, you know, where, wherever it was from 2011 or 2013 or whatever to now. And then you put your experience. You don't really necessarily need to put all the different companies. I mean, you could put one and then sub say, you know, multiple companies under same same contract. Uh, people who've been in this business long enough, they 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 know what it is. They've seen it before. Um, and then really putting out content and and sharing your experiences and and doing that and really utilizing social media. But the the LinkedIn profile. It's probably at this point more important in the actual resume. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up. All right. Up. Thank you. Anything else, folks, while we bring up the next person? Nope. All right, David. Well, thank you so, so much. Thanks, David. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. David. All right. Uh, it looks like Tahinder is still unavailable. So we will go to um, Wanda. One, yeah. Yep. Juan? Uh, hi, everyone. How are you today? Good, good. Okay, excellent. So, oh, Tahinder's here. So we'll go at, right afterwards. So can you tell us about yourself? I'm going to put you on a big screen by right before we do your resume. Okay. Uh, hi, everyone. 
my name is Wonderson. Uh, country, I'm working in the semiconductor manufacturing industry. I work as a process technician, and mostly I work uh, my day-to-day -day responsibilities like automating uh, product disposition and developing uh, reports for production team. And now I'm also uh, studying cybersecurity, uh, the master. And I'll be graduating in the summer and looking for uh, to join the security industry. Mainly, I'm looking for uh, analyst jobs. You're looking for an analyst job? Yeah. Okay. So let us do this. JJ, let's start with you. So I'm not too much of a big fan of like huge lists. I would like to see like the kind of your skills condensed into a sentence, a sentence that is very small, but says a lot of things. So instead of just saying like fundamental knowledge of firewall configurations, you could put um, un, you know, fundamental knowledge of network um, administration including firewall administration, switch administration, whatever it may be. Um, so that sentence tells me a lot that you've worked with quite a lot of different technologies already, but it's not taking up too much space. Um, the, thing, the thing is, when it comes to like big blocks of text, sometimes people don't want to read that. They just see it and they're like, oh, it's another block of text. So it's good just to have nice sentences that paint a big picture about who you are. Um, a bit of advice that I would give is kind of look at your current skill set and see if you can match it to a role in security. So you know, I'm, I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile at the moment. Um, maybe look at something like application security or something like that. It kind of matches your kind of skill set. So you could look at some CVs in there and see if you can kind of you know, align yourself to those. The reason I listed some of the skills is I'm not directly working in security, so I just want to... Juan, I can hardly hear you. Can can the rest of us hear? Can you hear him? No. Um, it, it's cutting in and out. It's kind of choppy. Can, can you hear me now? That's better. Okay. Uh, I, I said the reason I listed the skills, I'm not directly working in cybersecurity, so I just want to show what skills I get from the my educations, that's why I listed each there. Um, so can, Naomi, can you scroll back up? Yeah. This is what, four page, how many pages? Four this? pages. <laughs> yeah. And Juan, you're, are you an, in, are you a federal contractor too? Are you in the government contracting space? No, it's a private company. Okay. So, two pages, um, that's number one. Um, you know, in addition to what uh, JJ said, definitely, you know, condensing, we, we need you to tell a story. Uh, you know, even even just looking, so where I'm zooming in right now, and usually I just have Naomi jump straight to the experience section. Um, but this list of technical skills, like the, this bullet by bullet list is, in my opinion, 
taking up a lot of valuable space in your resume. Um, even your summary at the top, um, again, is not, it's not, none of the, none of the, what you're saying here, it could mean anybody, you know, results oriented, highly proactive, technical professional. It is literally words that from a recruiting perspective, it doesn't tell me anything about you. It could be any person pretty much in any role on the planet in technology. Um, so really, really honing in. Naomi talked about this earlier this week about having like a storytelling component of your summary. Like if someone was introducing you at a conference and I really, really like the way that came out, you know, this is what I do, you know, this is who I am. So really having that summary that that really draws a person to you and speaking about what it is that you want to do in your career next. So um, that's really, really important to put up there. And it probably should be about two to three lines max. Um, something that is going to pop that people will see immediately. You know, it doesn't take, it's not a paragraph. It's a, it's a very short description of your next step in your career, peppered with some of the, you know, some of the skills that you've learned um, in order to take, to get to that next role. The technical skills section, all of these bullets here, to me, this is totally, um, you know, you wanna use that space for experience. So immediately putting the experience in, in that technical skills section. Typically, I don't know if you got to listen to some of our conversations earlier this week, in recruiting, we don't even look at that at all. Like I can tell you, I, I view resumes and LinkedIn profiles probably, you know, every day at least 60, 70, you know, some days 100. And I never, ever, ever go to the technical skills section. It always starts, my, re my resume review starts, and this is at, from a recruiter, technical recruiter, doing this almost 20 years. Scroll down, Naomi, scroll down, scroll down. Uh, stop, uh, scroll back up a little bit, right where that experience is. So that Micron Technology Manassas, right where Naomi's um, uh, cursor is, that's where I would look at your resume. So if it was, if I was holding it as a piece of paper, th so think about that. You have a resume, the, the, the third, three-fourths, so the fourth part of your, the, you know, if, if we did it in quarters, that's the fourth quarter of the first page that's immediately where my eyes would go. And then I'd be looking at that very, very first bullet. Monitor, PFDC, flags, and analyze data to identify these two. That, that's what I would be looking at. And I would be looking at and thinking about the different roles that I have on my desk and saying, okay, I have a manager that's looking for a person and can he do this? Is this the first thing? Another thing that people might not realize is that when recruiters are looking at resumes, typically what you put as the first thing is what we feel holds the heaviest weight. That's what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis because the first thing that comes to mind for you. So if I'm not, if I have a role and it says, you know, and it's screaming all this other stuff and, or your resume is screaming a bunch of other stuff, but you actually have the experience for that particular role and your resume is screaming a bunch of other things, I'm gonna say, oh, this person doesn't really, he's not really doing that. Even though you might be, but your resume isn't saying, telling that story. So that's why I say it's so very important to put the most relevant things at the top. 
So your experience, where you want to be, all of that, your self-directed projects, if it's if when with the, with the pivoting, moving into a different type of a role, where do you want to be next? Those projects, everything that aligns to that, that is what should be like right after your name. Name, email, phone number, summary, a couple lines, and boom, straight into the experience. So, okay. you know, those would be my points. All right. James? Ditto everything everyone said. Dan? Uh, same, same thing. It's it's the really condensing into who you are and what you really do and how, and how quickly you can get that message across to somebody. Yep. It's, it's what your story is. Juan, questions? Uh, so when I apply for jobs, do I need to modify my resume based on the uh, job requirements every time I apply or? I personally, I tell people um, with, with for your level of experience. So with the the person who was on um, with David, he had the government government contracting. He needs two he needs two resumes. He's a government contractor type of resume that needs all of that long list of experience, and then he also needs like a shorter condensed one if he's applying to corporate. Um, people we've talked to, I know James says this um, when it's a when it's a person who is a um, veteran, they'll use their veteran resume that has all that military stuff that Naomi and I look at it and we think it's Greek, but for veterans and people in the military, they completely understand what that is. They go after that. In your case, if you're going after one job, one type of job, I'm a firm believer in having one resume, but looking at various job descriptions, I think JJ said this earlier, look at the job descriptions, you'll realize all these job descriptions, 99% of these job descriptions look, look the same. If you see a pen tester job description, like it, it's gonna look like 65 of the pen test job descriptions because all these people do most of the time is take the same job description, take somebody else's job description, put their slap, their you know company stuff on the top and put it back out there. So the easiest thing to do is kind of reverse engineer it. Look at the job descriptions, take, lift some of the comments that are in the, you know, the verbiage from the job descriptions. If you see the first two or three or four bullets in the job description and you go, oh, I've done that. I know how to do this. I did that in my project. Take those, take that verbiage, put it in your resume, put it under your projects. Don't make stuff up. Don't lie. But if you did it, take that information put it in there, put it in your voice. Um, make it what you've done, and that will help you so that you only have one resume to work off of. Because when you got different versions and you're applying to the same company, for example, especially when it's a big company and you keep applying, you might like to say you want to work at, I don't know, big company X. Say you want to work at Google or something and you submit your resume to 17 jobs and you got 17 different Google resumes and then the recruiter looks in there like, well, what, wait a minute, he applied to this with this net over here, he says he's doing this. So that's why I'm not a fan of having like all of those different resumes. I, I would say get very, very targeted and where you wanna work and then get look at the job descriptions of those companies and other companies that are similar, make your resume really focused in that arena and then you would have a, a, a better shot at, you know, and you only got one resume and you don't have to think about, okay, is this version 75 or whatever of, your, of the resume? 
So that's yeah, just that's use keywords from uh, from the similar job descriptions. Find like five or six keywords that exist within the position you're looking for and make sure they're somewhere within your resume. Okay. So a couple of points, couple of comments here, and we're gonna we're gonna go to the next person, and we're going to go to Terra. Mr. Hander back. Tender, are you there? Because you're up next. We plan to go to you next. But a couple comments that are coming in here. Brandon was here yesterday. He said it depends, meaning on the job. The more time you spend tailoring your resume to the job, the better chance of getting that interview. You can also just have separate resumes for the type of job you're looking for. Be clear on the position you're trying to obtain. Um, you know, again, I am I, I'm sticking to my guns on this one. I think it, you know when when you're applying, you're you're pretty much trying to get into hopefully one area. If you want to be a cloud architect or a cloud, you know, if you want to do cloud, figure out what you want to do. <laughs> get really, really, really specific about it. Very, very, very focused, and then tailor that, you know, one type of resume. Um, because what again, if large company. And you're submitting various resumes like, oh, today he's a cloud person, but then yesterday he was an incident response guy. Like, what, what's going on here? Um, if it's a smaller company, you know, it, it's different. But that that's my my piece of advice is here. Um, Brandon uh, talked about the elevator pitch getting you far. So somebody here wants to know, how do you get your resume evaluated by this group? Well. Today is our last day of evaluating resumes for this week. Um, Naomi put up a posting. She got almost 200 responses. Um, so we'll probably be doing this again, but I don't have a, a specific date as to when. And Naomi, the, the, the link is closed, right? Yeah. If they want to add in. So yeah, we'll put okay. something out again. Um, John wanted to know, is it just me or does the repetitive nature of using the same descriptor like fundamental turn off a recruiter or HR person? I try to, I prefer to use a variety of synonyms. I personally don't care. Um, you know, I'm all I'm looking for is skills. So, you know, maybe maybe hiring managers don't want to see I, I, you know, the same thing over and over, the same descriptor. But from a recruiting standpoint, all I'm looking for is if you have AWS experience and my client needs AWS, and you got it in there and you look like you know what you're doing and you've done it for a number of years, I'm calling you. So, um, okay, cool. Any other questions till we go to Tander? Yeah, uh, that's all. Thank you, guys. You're Thank welcome. Yeah, you. good luck. All righty. Tander. There she is. How are you? Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. Uh, okay, we'll put you up and have you tell us about yourself while we um, get your resume ready. Sure, thank you. Hello, myself, Tijunda uh, Chita, and uh, thank you so much, Renee and uh, Naomi, for this great initiative for uh, discussing the resumes uh, for the InfoSec uh, people. Uh, I'm currently working as a admin for a pharmaceutical company, and uh, I recently got, recently got an opportunity to work um, to actually, sorry, to get to SAN certifications from uh, 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 from uh, uh, from uh, go, like government of Canada, from federal. Uh, it's uh, actually was a, a sponsorship-based, scholarship-based program. So I actually got a chance to complete two SAN certifications, and uh, this was done probably in uh, May of this year. 
And since then, I was actually laid off last year. And uh, due to that, I got this opportunity to be selected in the program. And I got to complete those two programs. And I'm back to the same position right now. And I'm actually interested more in the security awareness uh, piece. Uh, so in my current role, I'm working on preparing some training programs for the employees, which I'm actually currently working on. So I would really want to go in that domain and see if that uh, would be helpful. So yeah, that that's all for me for now. Okay, excellent. So um, Tanda, you said you're looking right now, you're a sysadmin and you want to do... It's more like getting into uh, the analyst role or maybe in the security awareness uh, where I can actually help people uh, with that uh, with that piece. A security analyst role. Okay, got it. So I would, okay, pause right there, Naomi, Symantec, Technical Support Engineer. Okay, scroll down. Okay, I would, um, you know, again, people are probably gonna be, I'll probably sound like a broken record when this is all done. <laughs> but uh, any experience that you have that aligns to the type of role that you're looking for, um, even if it's through self-directed projects, you know, at the very top of the resume. So Naomi, if you scroll back up and you have some certifications, which are great, I would put the certifications and stuff at the top. So right under, um, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. So objective. So uh, your objective is saying with a strong sysadmin. So immediately in passion for cybersecurity, I'm looking for a position in cybersecurity. I will put the cybersecurity part first. So, you know, future cybersecurity analyst or cybersecurity analyst with, uh, with the sysadmin because as soon as we see sysadmin, it's the first word, it's the first, it's at the top of the page. You know, again, we're going to jump into, we're going to see, boom, you know, she says sysadmin down here. And then when she goes to her, uh, when she goes to her experience, she's a sysadmin. Oh, she's a sysadmin. Boom. So want to definitely um, rework that a little bit so that your security analyst experience is closer. Does somebody have, um, is everybody on mute? I'm hearing clicking. Um, and then after that, you know, the professional skills that are not, um, the professional skills that, again, you know, very kind of generic. So communication skills and presentation skills, everybody hopefully has those. Collaborative and multitasking, you know, uh, documenting and te technical writing, you know, it, it's kind of almost understood that you have these and you can cover them into your experience. But from a day-to-day, -day, um, or from, you know, th this part of your resume is the most important part. So I would be putting at right where you have professional skills, I would put cybersecurity analyst projects or, you know, cybersecurity projects or something like that, whatever you, you have um, that you're working on, that you're pivoting to now. So your degree programs, the GAC, all of those, um, all of those certifications, you know, all the work that you're doing in security, that's the sec that part should take up the very top. Then after that, I would put the sysadmin stuff 
and I would put the technical skills and the educate and the other stuff at the bottom because I, I'm, you know, I'll say it over and over and over again. We do not look at technical skills. It's almost like I could take a big marker and put an X through it because my our eyeballs don't even look that whole section. It's almost it's completely skipped over. So, um, you know, again, I think these I think the resume templates are kind of set up that way. But in reality, it's like, boom, what's the experience? And then all the technical skills and stuff at the bottom, almost like how LinkedIn is. If you think about LinkedIn, your technical skills, the volunteer work, like all of that stuff is at the bottom. But at the top, it's just profiles, you know, that first little line for your profile. And then it jumps immediately into your, you know, your blurb and then your experience. So everybody think about LinkedIn when you think about your resume and how it's arranged, because it's arranged exactly the way we look at them, especially for professionals. Now, college students, again, because you're, you're, you're leading with your, your degree, you're leading with the cybersecurity degree or whatever, it makes sense to put your cybersecurity degree up top, like the young lady that was in high school. You know, of course, she's going to put that up top. Or you know, young people who are, or, or you know, people who are college. That, that college is all, all the experience that they are. Um, that's the focus. But for all the professionals like you, um, Zander, with all of that sysadmin experience and stuff, you wanna, you wanna really your experience. This whole what Naomi's screen is showing is what every hiring manager sees. That's taking up the size of her entire screen. Experience has to be at the top. That's what they want to see. Experience trumps everything. It just does. They want to see that. It's like immediate, boom, right in the front. Um, right. Remember, you have so, pretty much like six seconds to capture their attention and then an additional 30 seconds for them to read through the thing. Yep. So less than a minute, you need to leave an impact on this person who's reading your resume. It is a marketing document. Eric says, this is a good question. Eric says here, is that is th is it that LinkedIn is set up correctly or have recruiters been trained by LinkedIn to read resumes differently? So awesome. Eric, I was probably one of the first people to have to, to have LinkedIn, like when LinkedIn was nothing, when nobody knew what it was back in, I'm going to date myself, 2000 and I don't know, two, something like that. Um, the resumes came first. So when I was trained up in, in, in recruiting and looking for technology talent, and again, it was more paper. We had, obviously, we had computers. But you would print out a resume. They would, um, the, the manager would cut the resume in half. Like he would fold over and say, boom, this is the experience that you're looking for. Forget all of this other stuff. People pepper that stuff. Like if I asked, if I asked, um, uh, he's laughing. If I asked the, uh, if I asked the hinder right now, you know, like she has virtualization, VMware, Hyper-V, you know, is she using that on a day-to-day -day basis? I don't know. So if you're using it on a day-to-day -day basis, then hopefully it's pepper in here. So in the IT sysadmin, that's where it should be. So using VMware for this, Hyper-V for that, utilizing these tools. If the ticketing systems, if you want to really call those out, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you don't want to be heavily calling them out necessarily because of the roles that you want to get into. But if you wanted to, putting them in the body of the resume is where, where we're going to pay attention versus to it just being, you know, this laundry list of skills that we don't necessarily know. You know, you could have been doing VMware four years ago and it just happens to still be sitting on your resume. Or you could have been like a guru in SharePoint five years ago 
and it's still in that skills section, but you're not doing it anymore and you're kind of rusty and you're not going for a SharePoint job. So like all of those, um, all of those points, you know, you, you, you just definitely want to, the experience is just so, so, so very important. And any experience that you can show at the top is key. I'm talking too much. <laughs> Anybody else want to say something? Yeah, so um, I've had a little look at your LinkedIn profile and it's more on your CV than it's on your LinkedIn, uh, especially with your certifications, get them on there, get the official certification on there. In your experience on your LinkedIn, what you've put there, put it on your LinkedIn profile as well. Okay, excellent. I know, um, any questions, any other questions, Sander? And I know Naomi has to run soon. I think I'm good for now. Thank you so much for your review. It's, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Okay, excellent. Thank and you. just a point on LinkedIn, um, and I, I'm just speaking for myself, but you know, if you look at someone like JJ on his resume, he contributes to the community with his posts. And that's what you really want to end up doing is you want to be a contributor and not just a consumer of information. So the more you put out there, the more chance uh, the recruiter will find you or a hiring manager will find you. And you will put yourself in the best position to get a job that way. You don't want to apply to 100 jobs. You want people to come to you. You want 100 jobs to come to you. That's that's the best way to find a job in cybersecurity, hands down. And someone like a JJ is super successful doing it. Like he's hilarious. He's original. He's very good looking. Like all these things help uh, grow his audience. And so I know JJ is all flattered. His buff pictures. <laughs> so, like, so be a contributor and let people find you. James, we're not hearing you. Are you muted? Yeah, I, I did mute myself, and I've done the ultimate twenty twenty mistake in twenty twenty one. But I did tell Naomi that she made JJ blush. <laughs> I turned him more ginger. James, you're handsome too. A ginger. No, we only bring handsome well. people on this show. That's true. <laughs> There's a reason why you're here. Uh, Brandon says, good point, JJ. It's important to keep your LinkedIn and resume synced with relevant experience. Um, okay, so we have August and Salma. It is 12.06. I know Naomi has to run. Um, how do we want to do this? I'll post the link to the spreadsheet in our LinkedIn chat. I think you should still have it, but I'll do it again. Okay. Okay. And we will bring up... Uh, Let's bring up Selma. Hey, Selma. Hi. Can you all hear me? Yeah, you're perfect. Tell us about yourself while we go on, um, while we transition here to get your resume okay. up. So uh, I'm actually a graduate student studying cybersecurity at the University of Houston. Um, I completed my bachelor's in biotechnology, uh, and then I like transferred a bit to the tech side, like. Uh, I started doing programming and stuff, so I thought, like, you know, tech would be better for me. So I started doing my master's in cybersecurity, and I got the Security Plus certification last year in October. Um, I've been doing cyber competitions, CPFs, and all of that good stuff. So I'm just looking for, like, a job or an internship where I can actually learn, um, you know, skills in the real world. So, Yeah. <laughs> Okay, excellent. Give me a minute. I have to pull up your resume. I'm doing uh, the same. Google is being really slow today. I wonder I if know. it has anything to do with anything or something. I know. This is kind of weird. Uh, 
Let's see. So why'd you pick cyber while we wait? Um, <laughs> so I thought I would like programming better. So I went the programming side once I like when I was in school and doing my bachelor's because it was pretty late to change my major till then. So uh, I thought I'd like programming, but then I stumbled upon cybersecurity and I liked that better because it's it's it has a more of a learning range and it's not just me doing uh just programming it's also like you have to know every aspect of the business and um you also have to think like an attacker you know to see where the holes are in the system so i like that better than just you know just programming and developing so i like the interactiveness of cybersecurity and also the broad range of it that's the reason I chose cybersecurity because I was actually going to go into programming, um, software development, but then uh, cybersecurity seemed more interesting to me. Sounds like you, a competitive environment. Yeah. I, I think if you ask JJ if cybersecurity is fun, his beard will argue with you that sometimes <laughs> it is and sometimes <laughs> it isn't. Um, um, yeah. So um, how are we doing on CV, Renee? I, I'm in the file, but I don't see. Oh. So wh while we wait real quick, I will say this. If you're looking for a cybersecurity job and you're new, mm -hmm. understand there are plenty of disciplines in cyber, mm -hmm. right? And so the disciplines really do matter because um, I speak to a lot of people. I mean, in my calendar, I do four calls a day for, um, for people looking to get into cyber. Mm -hmm. um, and the disciplines really do matter. Right. And so what you want to do within cyber is really critical. And a lot of times it's kind of like a college degree. You go to school thinking you're going to study X and you feel like I'm going to love X. And then you take your first two classes and you go, no, this is just not for me. And the same could be said about cyber. A lot of people go, I want to be a hacker. I want to be a red teamer or a blue teamer. And right. then you tell them, you know what the job is, right? Like you don't get to do anything cool. You're all day long, just breaking into networks and writing reports. That's the role. Right. <laughs> if you think that it's, it's nothing like scandal or TV, oh. or, right? Like, yeah. like it's, it's not. It, it, so, yeah, it really isn't. It's just like you're looking at logs mostly and, you know, running vulnerability tests and writing reports because um i participated in the u.s doe cyberforce competition last uh -huh. year so uh it was pretty it was pretty like you know interactive and what a cybersecurity analyst blue team would do on like a daily basis so uh i feel like that's pretty much what i'd like to do i know i get it's a little bit boring but you know you get to see like all of these interesting things on the logs and uh the other thing is, um, I was actually, I had to make like a video for the CISO panel uh, saying how, what vulnerabilities uh, the systems had, how to, you know, manage it and everything. So I thought that was pretty cool instead of like, you know, just writing logs and everything. Because I believe like as a security analyst, I would also have to, you know, explain all of these stuff to people as well. Okay, I am going to try to make this bigger so we can see it. And sorry, I had your name up there. Can everyone see it clearly? 
Yes. Can you see our info clearly? Okay. Perfect. All right. I like the fact that it's one page. I do that too. I like that too. You know when you want me to scroll down? Yeah, go all the way down, please. Selma, I would say this is a really nicely done. Thank you. Um, I, I do like the, you know, you have everything kind of in the right, um, you know, the relevant, the relevancy of the experience, you know, like you have your education up top, because that's what is, is, that's, you know, where you're at right now. Um, your master's up at the top and the bachelor's right before it, it makes perfect sense, you know, security. You have this, you, you got your certification, so you have that up top, perfect. You have your relevant experience here, so you're, you're sharing the information, whatever you've been doing. Then you have your academic projects, is what I'm telling people, you know, all the time to get done. So all of this, the network security project, the school kits, what you did, you know, all the different things, all the projects that you're working on, the protocols you're using, um, if you if you had to if you use any tools you know add those in pepper those in as well but down here you talk about using SQL Server to do some work um, in Java for a private company so really like this really like that you could even you, you know you could build it out even more you could tell more of a story if you so chose but you know I, I think it looks I think it looks great um, and then I'll go down to the down here, you have your skills in here. So the programming languages and all the networking stuff that you're doing, I think it looks great. And then you have like some of your, the other experience that you're doing that's not as relevant. So being right. a substitute teacher and being a conference assistant and things like that, it, it totally flows. Um, I think this is perfect layout of how, you know, a resume should flow with the relevant stuff up top and some of the more, you know, information to give us color about you. Right but just additional information towards the bottom. So, you know, you show your leadership, that you're a vice chair, athletics, people like, so people have asked me, some, uh, somebody was on yesterday asking about interest, you know, and this, this is where, you know, typically I would, it's either, you know, you could call it whatever you want. Leadership is great, right. interest, honors, all these different things that you have. It just makes, you know, it shows that this isn't just a person, you know, it shows a little bit of a person's interest. Right. Um, I know James talked about this last time um, about if he has a person that's talking about coffee or talking about, you know, that they traveled all over the world and they're right. down there. You know, it's just another talking point. So I think these are, um, I really like this a lot. You? I like it a lot. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, I'll, I'll second everything you said, Renee. And the one thing I will add is, um, yeah, highlight, you know, I see so many CVs that highlight like professional technical skills and right. in, in cyber sometimes highlighting a little bit of soft skills goes a long way. Okay. Right. Like, because especially in, in like pen testing roles and whatnot, you're part of a team, you're typically doing it with a group of people and, and the idea that you can work with a group of people and get oh. along right. is also really important. Um, 
because so many times people put so much tech, they put so much emphasis on technical skills and it seems almost robotic. Right. So where, where, like, if I would put soft skills, would I like, I, I know I don't have a summary. So should I like put it in a summary or should it like be, yeah, uh, do it in a, do it in a cover page to your resume okay. because okay. you don't have a lot of hands-on experience. So when someone looks at this, they're going to be like, she doesn't have the job experience. She's got the knowledge, right? Right. So I would do that in your summary. Like, this is all the stuff I've been doing. But in the meantime, this is the stuff I've been a part of. And these have been some of my accomplishments. Okay. Um, that, that shows a, a part of it. I'll tell you something interesting. Um, I had someone who, who I'm hiring uh, for a position. And they sent me a cover page with a link to a private YouTube video right. of them and it was like a really cool two and a half minute video okay. of them at, at their home essentially talking about why we should i should give them a chance to interview for the job and it was tailored so it said like hey james i know you're the hiring CISO, and then uh, i've watched your podcast and i've seen your background so this is mine and my name is so and so and you know we called the guy and gave him an interview oh, okay um, so like it was out of the box. It wasn't just a piece of paper. He became a person. We saw, you know, we saw who he was and he presented himself really well. And, right. and, and it was just a fit. So sometimes, you know, having a little kind of something that sets you apart from everyone else beyond the paper, like a small YouTube link on your cover right. page to a private video. Um, I, I don't know what, what, what you think, Renee and JJ or, or, or Dr. Dan, but, but I'm pretty sure that that helps set you apart from the rest of the crowd and at least gets you in the door. Right. I was, I was going to bring that up that, that no one yet has mentioned the use of video or video link on these resumes. And I'm wondering what you guys think about that, because I find that, uh, you know, people today just tend not to read. They don't read stuff and they will never turn off a movie. <laughs> so if you can get a, uh, a video, I mean, I just completed a, a video series with Mario who Renee knows and and uh, it's on another project, but but the fact is is that once you start, if it's edited right and done right, and then it also shows the interpersonal relationship you have with people, the way you talk, sensitivity, whatever it is, and it's hard to get that in print. Mm -hmm. I, I if you guys, I'm I'm surprised. I'm just happy to hear you say that, James, because I think that may be a great addition to everybody who are doing these things. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm waiting for the day where your profile isn't a keyword. It's a it's a short 30 second video, okay. right? Like that's gonna. Yeah. Here's the thing: I want to put Twitter out of business because I think just Twitter is a really bad social media platform. So I want to build a social media platform like Vine, only for 30 seconds. Oh, okay, right? that makes and, sense. And, yeah. And, and let that be the way you communicate mm -hmm. um, with the world in 30 second bits. Right. Uh, you know, James, there's a company up here called Video Socials, and they put people on programs and they record videos very quick and they post them. And it's just, it's an ongoing process. So it may be something you want to check out, but it's uh, but it's very interesting. I love the idea of having video, you know, anything that's going to stand out, anything that is going to be unique. Um, Naomi just said it's a marketing document like you're showing you're 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 showcasing um, who you are, you're bringing right. three dimensional, like, you know, you being here and talking to us and sharing information and, you know, versus us just looking at a piece of paper. Hence why, you know, when Naomi and I, when Naomi put this out and I said, Hey, why don't we just bring the people on? Because 
we want to hear you. We want to see what right. you have to say. We want to, you know, we want to get, we want to be, you're a person, <laughs> not just this piece of paper. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. Selma. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So August, are you here? Is August here? He's the last one. If he's still here, a couple comments while we wait for him. Oh, August. Okay. We're going to bring you up. Um, Renee, I do have to drop, so I will. Okay. I have about 15 minutes. Humbly bow down. Yeah, I, I'm running kind of behind myself, so we'll wrap this up. All right, soon. But thank you, James. James, appreciate you. appreciate you. All righty. August, real quick, tell us what, tell us about yourself, and then we'll jump in. I'm a United States Air Force veteran, and I got out in 2015. Uh, I got laid off from a, a blue collar. Railroad job and decided to go back to school for through a certification-based school for cybersecurity because it's it's what I wanted to get into in the Air Force, but they had other plans. Okay, so I'm going to add uh, this on here and kind of go through it. So, all right. Can everyone see it or do I need to make it bigger? Bigger. Bigger. Okay. One second. You see it now? Uh, yep. Okay. So right here, professional summary. And August, what do you want to do next? I'd really like to get into a cybersecurity analyst or a level one talk analyst position. You've come to the right place. <laughs> That's right. The level one stock <laughs> master is here. Uh, okay, so I will. JJ, you want to kick it off with this one? Yep. So, first of all, I really like your profile. I. I it was really drawn into the, the top of the resume, your profile. Um, it describes you as a person. Um, so I understand what you're about, um, which is good. Uh, that's what it's meant to do. Uh, what I would try and do is a lot of your sentences, especially in your tier one technical support team lead for Liberty Tax, um, it's quite vague what you did. Try and add a little bit more to it. So why did you do something try and add a bit of a story behind why you did something so try and make that short sentence tell a lot about your experience um so if you've done like installation of desktops and and uh you know the the other parts as well try and say why you did that how many customers um kind of the user base you supported you know, the number of people you supported try and add a little bit more kind of weight to your experience um if you have, I don't know if you have in your CV or not, I've not seen it. If, if you've got any projects that you, you're working on, try and add a bit more to your projects as well. So if you've got like a home lab or something like that, try and tell a story about what you've used your home lab for because um, that can actually paint a picture about what kind of tools you've used. Um, so a lot of people say, oh, in my home lab, I've run an exploit and I've monitored the exploit using Splunk 3. And with that, I've managed to, locate indicators of compromise and, and that tells a massive story about you know your skill set okay I'll do that i mean you're in the you're in i think you are you part of the discord you are yeah. aren't you I'm the one cool. so, 
Oh, that was you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, for anyone that doesn't know, I, uh, we we run like quite a few Discord communities where we, you know, we chat about cybersecurity. We've got a lot of job stuff in there as well, and um, August is part of that community. Uh, Dan, um, I'm just looking at this and say, you know, I think that uh, having a focus of where you want to be, and uh, I, you know, when I look at the uh, the resume, I keep thinking about how you communicate with people, what you say to people. It looks like you have a lot of information on here about collaboration with colleagues and clients. I think that's valuable to a company. But when you're talking to a an interview, when you get an interview, I think the question is, is what can you say to make yourself different? Rather than having, I've repeated this over and over, what, you know, rather than having somebody say, I want to hire August, I'd much rather have them say, I don't want to not hire August. That's a totally different message, delivered differently. Uh, but a lot of this is talking about preparation for that conversation you're going to have with somebody. So I would come back to what Renee said and uh, James said about the video. If you can really get together a tight video about where you want to be, what you want to do, uh, and sell, just sell yourself. But we talked about the fact that you really and truly only have six seconds to get shelf space in somebody's mind. So what can you say that has somebody say, whoa, this is not like anybody else I've spoken to? I can definitely work on getting a video. And then it's, it's, it's what you say on the video, what information you put out there, uh, what, what is important to a, to, a, uh, to a recruiter. And then again, we talked about a couple of days ago about competency models. What, what do they need to have happen right now that's not happening? And how can you make that happen? And it sounds like you've done some of this, these things in, in, in your experience uh, with, with the Air Force. But again, a lot of people, August, don't know what they do well. You know, they do it automatically. It's just, I'm just being myself. Well, I've seen that globally where people have said, you know, I, I, I made a billion dollars with my company by just being myself. And I said, that's no good if you have to teach it to somebody else. So what, how did it help? So look, really, you know, some people don't realize that the reason God made your arms so long is so you can pat yourself on the back from time to time. So I think you need to think, think, you need to think about that with yourself. So uh, what you're saying is highlight my accomplishments a little more in depth and not be so vague. Uh, from my from the psychological part of it, I would say yes. I think how you do that it comes back to what Renee would suggest from the people who are really used to looking at these resumes. I'm not. I just work on mind game strategies to get a competitive edge and to win. So I don't okay, care what you. or football or swimming or martial arts or business. It makes no difference to me. Okay, cool. And the only other thing, I mean, JJ is the, he is the, the expert on this one, especially since that's the role that you want to go into. Um, I would bold out that you have a top secret clearance. That's very, very, very valuable. So, you know, you have it up there, but it's kind of peppered in. Like I would, I would literally just bowl that where you have it. Um, and I would, 
make sure to put your 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 projects and everything that you're working on kind of at the top of the resume. So again, you know, drawing, I'll, I'll, you hear me say this over and over again, you want to focus on put your relevant experience at the top. So any projects, you know, programs, degrees, anything. Uh, well, let's see here. I'm going to scroll down again. But I saw that you had, I think you had some certs in there. Yeah, the CCNA, the CISSP in progress, all that stuff. You want to kind of put that at the top and then talk about your projects up there. You know, anything that you have that's security related that could, you know, translate over to the SOC, that's what you want to put in, um, you know, like right around here. So when we're looking at the skills, we want to top of the resume most relevant. So, okay, I'll move those. So for the projects, would you put those in between the professional summary and the overview key attributes or a little bit lower? I would put it right before the key attributes because okay. I can tell you like for me and I know managers are different for as a recruiter, I'm looking at immediately, boom, what's going on with your experience. The key attributes okay. are, 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 you know, I, I talked about this the other day. The resume is a cake. The attributes, the soft skills, the this, the that, that's icing and cherries and sprinkles. The core of it is the actual cake in the middle. And so that's your experience, that's your projects, that's the relevant stuff. Um, so that's where we are, folks. Um, and I guess people are running away. Dan has to go. So that's <laughs> uh, okay. I understand everybody's busy. I appreciate y'all's time today. Yeah. No, I, I have I have to go work on my beard. So in any <laughs> event, <laughs> uh, have a lot, lots of luck with this August, and and uh, I, I'm sure you're going to get what you want. I, so, I appreciate we'll, it, sir. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Okay. All right, thank Renee, you. We'll yep, we'll talk. Thank no, you. Have a good day. Thank you. All right, you too. Thanks, August. Thanks, Dan. JJ, it's just me and you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's understanding. As we get ready to take off, thank you so so much for being here. I mean, it's such a it's a it's a weird day today in the in the U.S. You know, this mm. that that what happened was just unbelievable. Um, uh, so, a couple comments here that's kind of funny as we as we leave. The beard envy is real. People are like, "What in the world?" Um, Nicholas says, "How do you guys feel about listing certs in progress?" I'm I'm a fan. Naomi said uh, a couple days ago to list them and then put your date, so expected date versus in progress because it could be in progress for you know years to come. But if you put it actually have a date, then <laughs> my child is about to run in here, <laughs> so I had to mute myself. Sorry about that, guys. Um, so. Uh, so that's what you do with that. How does one show soft skills on a resume? Some people have advised me against it because it's assume you have them. I am, you know, interest, soft skills. You could kind of pepper it, I think, into what you are doing on a day-to-day -day basis. So if you, you know, instead of talking about you're a customer service person or talking about your great customer service skills or your presentation skills, you know, provide how you're utilizing that in your role. So for example, I used to be, when I was in security, um, I had a role where I had to do a threat brief once a week. 
and I had to put a presentation together and I had to do research and find out, go to like Krebs and all the different resources and pull together. And like, at the time we had FSI, SAC, all these different resources and pull together like all the challenges or the potential, the threats, the vulnerabilities, like all the stuff that was happening in security at the time and present that to my CISO. Instead of saying, you know, great presentation skills, I just spelled out what I did, you know, research, did this and this and this in order to provide a threat brief, a presentation that was presented to the CISO and her direct reports. And I kind of like spelled it all out. So I don't need to say I have great presentation skills. The presentation skills are a part of the, 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 the experience. So that's kind of where you put your soft skills and stuff in. If you have to manage across or if you have to lead a team or if you have to, you know, communicate with the business, all of the things that you're doing, you just put it in your experience versus like creating a new section. Um, Anything else you want to add, JJ? I got to run too because I am way late for my meeting. (laughs) You nailed it. (laughs) Nothing else? All right, cool. So Eric says, you provided a great research service today. Thank you. Kudos, DC Strong. We are DC Strong. We don't get taken out here. Um, But I want to say thank you all for being here. Thank you for being a part of this community and this group. Um, You know, folks are definitely suffering. I could tell, uh, you know, it's a a, a bit of a somber day and a shocking day here in the U.S. Um, So... Hopefully this has provided you with tons of information and helpful um, helpful details so that you can continue on for your quest to, to get a job this January. So thank you so much. Thank you, JJ, for being here. No problem. My pleasure. All right. See you guys, everybody. No, no, um, no live tomorrow. We'll uh, pick it up again next week on Monday with Dr. Dan. Take care, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye. In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.